Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. On today's episode, we're talking about promoting the pain that your customers are experiencing rather than your own amazing products, as incredible as they are. We'll be describing what we mean by that on today's episode. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. We're going to be talking about a couple of different things today. And like I always enjoy saying when I tune in to, or rather whenever I hit record on the podcast, I always like to say thank you for those of you out there who are tuning in, checking out the podcast. You've come to the right place to get some insights for your business. If you're new to the podcast, there's no fluff here. We just talk good advice as best I can. Really, I just talk about things that make sense to me, you know? So having said that, uh, we'll have a little bit of a shorter episode today. It's currently a Friday afternoon, looking to get this episode up and running before I end the day, end the week, another exciting week for Good Advice and the Good Advice brand. And uh, yeah, I have found myself in a number of sales conversations over the last couple of weeks. Uh, not just for my own business. It's been really interesting from like a momentum standpoint. I find myself in more and more sales conversations, sales calls, talking to people about good advice um, and just interested parties. Uh, separate from that though, just talking to other business owners as they're thinking about their own sales pipeline. I think about like, what are the things that everyone deals with at some point in their business And I really feel like the two things that rise to the top are number one, sales. And I mean, almost everyone's thinking about how do I make more money or how do I make money in a better way? So there are plenty of people out there who run a business that makes a hundred grand and their thinking is, yeah, I'm happy with a hundred grand. I'm not looking to scale this to 200 or 300 or 400 grand. A hundred grand is enough for me. And so Uh, those people aren't necessarily looking to make more money, but they may be thinking about how do I make my money more efficiently? So instead of chasing after 30, 40, 50 customers and working 60 hours a week, what would happen if I could work 40 hours a week or even 20 or 30 hours a week with half the customers? What else could I potentially do with my time? So all of this comes back to the conversation of sales. How well do you sell? Uh, and so on and so forth. The other thing that I think is top of mind for many people is uh, leadership and management. It's, you know, I have this business that I'm running. How the heck do I manage these people who are, uh, you know, uh, I'm entrusting my livelihood with, you know, I've delegated some things out. I want them to do a good job. How do I do that effectively? Uh, in my experience, oft, more often than not, the two biggest areas where people find problems are those two areas. And I want to talk about, and we, we spend a lot of time talking in the second area there, but I want to talk about the first area there today because also part of my business is I try not to ever say no to a meeting with someone. Uh, 
what I've noticed is that you get to a point, and this is actually a lot more true on social media. So let's let's just kind of dispel a little bit of the myths of running a business that social media will tell us. So one of these myths, maybe that should be the conversation today, but I want to get too off base. But one of the myths on social media is, um, you know, always charge what you're worth, which by the way, is is a true concept. You should be paid what you're worth. You should charge what you're worth. However, often what customers see our worthiness as in terms of the dollar amount does not always line up with what we see our dollar value being. So in this same conversation, I hear a lot of people who say, you know, charge more, raise your prices, uh, and in a vacuum, this this doesn't quite work. It doesn't quite work because in many cases, if everyone's raising their prices, then I guess it's basically the U.S. economy, um, just rampant inflation. You know, it, it just isn't that simple. It's not that simple to just, I'm just going to charge more. I'm just going to raise my prices. It's all going to be hunky-dory. It's going to be great. There's a little bit more nuance to it. You know, it's, it's understanding the concept of like, what will the market bear? Um, how do I communicate my marketing message to match the value that I'm trying to uh, get someone to buy into? So it's not just so simple as I'm just going to add a zero to whatever product or service that I'm pitching. Well, in the same way, we have a number of other myths that happen in the online world, like you know your time is valuable, charge people if they want to sit down with you and have a conversation. Some really like weird stuff that people, it's very like ego driven, very like, you know, you're a baller boss or, um, you know, whatever it is that, that gets thrown out there. And what I will tell you is like in the real world, like actually running a business, it's, it's, it's just not so simple. So for me personally, anytime someone asks to meet as best as I can, I don't always, I'm not always able to. As best as I can, I typically always try to say yes to a meeting because you never know where it might lead. Uh, you never know where. And in fact, I have a contract out waiting for your signature for a customer. It's a really great customer. Looks like it's going to be a great contract. But the way it started was uh, it was someone who reached out to me who said, hey, let's get a cup of coffee. Come to my office. Let's 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 chat. I want to get to know you. And I would that's what I was expecting it to be was like, hey, yeah, let's just swap notes on each other's businesses. Well, we sit down and this person is basically like, yeah, tell me about like, what do you do for a living? And so I just kind of described what good advice does. And the conversation never <laughs> it never like transitioned to tell me about your business. It was like, it was like, okay, hang on. Like, what is it that you do? Like, what's the service? Okay. Hey, I'm interested in that. Okay. How could you send me a proposal? And it, in what was like a very neutral, unassuming appointment that I thought we were just swapping notes now became this happenstance sales call or sales conversation that uh, is going to be really good for good advice. So all that to say, I kind of try to just to throw out the obnoxious online tips that, you know, um, sometimes get proliferated in a really negative way. So I take as many meetings as I can. I try to meet with people as best I can. And in this, I have many conversations with people who misunderstand a very basic concept in sales. 
It's a conversation, by the way, where if you want to follow people who are like completely in the messaging space, like how do you how do you design your messaging in a way that is compelling? You need to check out Zach Messler. Zach Messler, I've recorded a few episodes with him on the podcast. I've had a number of conversations with him. He is the real deal. He understands messaging. He understands this concept. And frankly, you might as well just hit pause in this podcast and go Google him, go to his LinkedIn, um, find out more about Zach Messler. That's uh, Z-A-C-H, Zach Messler, M-E-S-S-L-E-R. He's phenomenal. He's amazing. And he's going to say anything that I'm about to say much better than I could ever do. But I want to talk today briefly about this concept in sales. And it's a concept of understanding that you want to promote the pain over the product, which sounds a little weird. In fact, it sounds a little like nefarious or uh, manipulative or even like just, if not those things, just flat out negative. And what I'm not talking about is like fear-based marketing. I'm not talking about, you know, you are um, creating anxiety that corners someone into buying from you, which if I could be really honest, I feel like sometimes this happens in life insurance, for example. I've had enough coffee conversations with people who sell life insurance who are like, hey, so like what's your wife, what's your family gonna do if you if you die? Like what's have you have you thought about that? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've thought about it, but I, you know, I don't know. It's like the whole premise of this conversation is very negative. It's very, it's like, you know, I don't want to make a panicked buy, right? So Aside from that, I don't know what the answer is, by the way, for life insurance, aside from that. But what I'm saying is I'm not talking about having um, absence-driven marketing, fear-based marketing. What I'm talking about is in these one-to-one meetings that I often have with people, in these networking events that I often go to where people pitch their services, what people most often go towards is talking about how amazing they are. And I'm not thinking about any, about anyone in particular, by the way, I'm just, I'm just thinking about in general, after like reflecting on like a week of meeting people, what people invariably do is they get up and they say something along the lines of we at Burkitt industries, uh, have been in business for 30 years. We've been serving NWA for, um, you know, three decades now, and you can trust us. And we have, you know, some of you, maybe you've been asking about, uh, you know, this product we have. Well, we have this special process that, in fact, I remember there was a person who would always, every time they got up to pitch, I'd see them at an event week after week, and they'd always say, you know, we have a special process that, uh, which you may very well have a special process, by the way. There's nothing wrong with having a special process. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying you should feel insecure if you do have a special process. The point that I'm getting at is understanding that people aren't looking to be sold to. They aren't looking to meet someone who wows them and is selling this incredibly unique product. What people ultimately want is to be understood. And when I say they're looking to be understood, they're not looking to be understood in terms of like their life story they're looking to be understood in terms of the pain they're experiencing. So when I say promote the pain over the product, 
It's about flipping the messaging so that it's not all about how much of a badass you are. And instead, it's talking about your customer and what they are experiencing. And you're drawing a line directly between their pain and what you do for a living. You're making it this this perfectly implied connection. It doesn't even have to be implied. I mean, you can just flat out, you can also say like, we help with that. But what you're doing is you're creating a link in their mind that not only do you understand what you're what they're experiencing, but you're the answer person. You're the pain solutioner. Uh, I made that up. <laughs> you're the pain solver for what they're going through. So like a good advice, for example, sure, I could get up and I could talk about um, different businesses that I've worked with, Chick-fil-A, Walmart. Uh, I mean, I could definitely try to wow people. Like what's the biggest name client that I could think of that would wow people. And I have done that before, by the way, I think in my, my younger days and not even just younger days, I think in times where I've been anxious or apprehensive, um, where I wasn't quite sure what to do or what to say, I've been like, yeah, we have this, we have this company as a customer. Cause I thought that that would then create credibility and someone would be like, okay, well now I want to work with you. And what I have found is that people actually aren't motivated by how amazing you are. What they're looking for is someone who understands, because if this person understands what I'm experiencing, then they will know potentially how to solve it. So me, for example, with good advice, I don't get up anymore and say, hey, yeah, we have these amazing customers. Hey, here's some of the customers you may know. Hey, I've been in business. I'm really, you know, and here's the other thing that, that I think is really funny is I was actually having a conversation with someone earlier this week where I asked, hey, why would I buy from you? So if there's, if there's a room full of competitors and they're all pitching the same thing you're pitching, why would I buy from you? And this person said, oh, well, you know, I'm going to give it all that I got. I'm going to, I'm going to, and I frankly, I don't remember exactly the phrasing, what was answered, but the person said, you know, I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to give like a level of service that they can't get anywhere. And I said, yeah, but the mistake you're making is that they don't care about you. Like these are, this is like nice to have when someone works with you, but they don't buy from you because of this quality about you. Although it may be true, they don't buy from you because they don't know you. And they frankly don't give a flip about you. They're going to go home and go to bed tonight. They're going to eat dinner. They're going to, you know, watch movies or what have you. And they're not even going to think about you. What they are going to think about is the problem that they're experiencing whenever it rears its ugly head. So how do you talk about that problem rather than promoting how freaking amazing you are? Getting back to what I was saying for me personally, when I get up and I talk about, you know, good advice helps small businesses grow and scale, and we develop the systems that make your life easier. Uh, I talk about the pain of running a business. I say, hey, yeah, you may be working 60, 70 hours a week thinking there has to be a better way. Hey, you may be, maybe you um, feel like you've really peaked in terms of your revenue. And you know the only way you can make more money is just work more hours and you're feeling just winded. Uh, you know, maybe you've brought on some team members and you're thinking, how the heck do I manage these people and still run my business? Hey, there's an answer for those things. There's a way you can do that. Or more importantly, if you've been thinking about growing and scaling the business, there's a way you can do that really effectively so that you actually work less time rather than more time. Like these are things that my customers are thinking about, if not on a daily basis, then absolutely on a weekly basis. 
And when I talk about those things, what someone then hears is that person understands what I'm experiencing. And if they understand it, I'm more likely to potentially trust them. And maybe trusting's too far. Maybe that's too fast. Maybe someone's like, they're, they're a bit untrusting just in general. They're slower to trust. Even if that's the case, they're at least interested in you as opposed to a competitor who gets up and says, we're freaking amazing. You can trust us. We're awesome. Uh, in fact, I had a guy who tried to sell me something. And like in his original pitch, he said something like, yeah, we've been in business for 20 years. It was like a digital marketing company. He said, we've been in business for 20 years. Yada, yada. Well, eventually what I ended up saying, I, I just wasn't buying it. And so I eventually was like, yeah, I think I'm going to pass. And this guy would not take no for an answer. Uh, I mean, he was, he, what's that word? Fl uh, flummoxed? Fluxumed? I, I, it's like a really great word that I, I never use it in my life. But in this moment, it's like top of mind. But he was just totally out of sorts that I would tell him no. And I, I just, I'll never forget me saying, yeah, I'm going to pass. And there being like a stunned silence for a couple of seconds. And then him saying, but, but why? Like we've been in business for 20 years. Oh, oh I remember what happened. Uh, he had been hired by a friend of mine. And I said, well, I think I'm going to hold off buying. I want to see what you guys do for him first. And immediately the red flags went up because he wouldn't accept that. I said, yeah, I want to see how this contract goes with him. And then I'll make a decision from there. And he said, well, why? I mean, we've been in business 20 years. Like you can trust us. And I was like, I don't even know you. Like, do you know how many businesses have been around for 20 years? Uh, a lot more than just you. So having said that, if you want to transform your sales game, Take the panicked pressure off yourself to, to share how amazing you are. Because I do think it is insecurity. I do think it is imposter syndrome often when we feel like we have to say all the amazing things that are true about us. You know, sometimes we're like desperate for credibility. And so that is then what comes out is here's my resume. Here's my verbal resume, my rap sheet for all the great things that I'm doing. You can trust me. Please buy from me. And I want to encourage you to, to flip that, to transform that. Don't think about promoting yourself or your products. Talk about the pain your customers are experiencing. Make it less about you and make it instead about your customers, which is hopefully why you got into your business in the first place. I'm sitting down with someone today who I was asking about their business and this individual, she said, uh, I, you know, I, we can make a difference in our customers' lives. Like that's what we care about. And so if that's true for you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking the same thing for your business, you're thinking, I know I can make a difference. Talk about the difference, not about how amazing you are, not how, not how you're different from everyone else, not about your amazing special process. Talk about the pain your customers are experiencing and how you can provide the answer. Hey, I hope this was helpful today. If you enjoyed the podcast, hey, feel free to leave a review. That's today's good advice. We'll be back next week. We'll see you later. Take care.